Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And I'm pretty sure that things are working, but I don't yeah. want to swear to it. <laughs> we had we got a lot of weird things going we've on. We've had some technical craziness, and we're in the middle of a blizzard, so you never know yeah. what <laughs> what to trust. But uh, it claims that things are working. Right. Uh, this week we're doing The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog, and, and Shane is really interested in getting to that. Man. And uh, actually, I also thought we'd kind of talk about the uh, Golden Globe nominations and the, uh, you know, just Anything award else. season in general and the right. uh, the Critics' Choice, which uh, I had to put my nominations in uh, while it was Friday, but they were... I, I had to I had to send that along on Friday, and I I'm pretty sure it comes out tomorrow. Is it worth knowing? I'm going to know what they are tomorrow. <laughs> I know that for sure. Yeah. I think the general announcement is tomorrow, so that's going to with the Golden Globes and other awards that have come out, and then on Monday the Critics Choice nominations will come out. Yeah, and that's pretty much gonna That'll set the stage. It, all of them together. That's yeah. I, I think we're gonna know pretty much Where what's going to happen for the Academy Awards is and all that. Is it worth noting how many films you've seen in the last two weeks? Like, <laughs> it's yeah, pro- I mean, it's it, probably not. I no, because it's been uh, a lot, right? It, like, it's really, been a lot. Yeah. You really ran the gamut. I mean, I've seen a lot of films, but not you saw way more. Yeah, and then uh, we mm-hmm. have uh, more of them so that we can cover them all right. in, the, in the coming weeks, but, but yeah, it's been a lot. That was a lot. And uh, not only that, but you know, not just the things where at some point you have to pick, right? right? At, right. at some point you just can't watch absolutely <laughs> every movie. Right. And uh, and it comes down to at some point, you know, you have to make sure that you see the ones that you have to see, right? right? right. Um, and then, but but I don't want to see just those ones. Right, yeah. Especially when there's I, a lot of really I want to I want to go, yeah, there was a lot of littler stuff and there was, you know, there's a lot of movies that... Um, it's almost like luckily people are talking about them for some other reason. It, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Right. Because there's uh, it, it, like it, all of these places, there's lots of places that have had either their nominations or even their awards right. really recently, you know, uh, like the New York film critic circle yeah. gets like a lot of press and, yeah. and people talk about theirs and, and there's like you know the Screen Actors Guild and the, right. and all this stuff is like coming out everywhere, so you you know you know what the movies are that you've got to see, right? And you can't see everything, but there are some movies that uh, it's lucky that people are talking about them for other reasons, yeah. Because uh, like one example is Blue Jasmine, right. because no one's talking about that movie at all, no. except for uh, Kate Blanchett. Right. And it's it's one of those things right there where you would think more people would talk about it. Yeah. It's Woody Allen. Right. You'd think people would he talk about it. Talk whenever he throws out a film. He and uh, talk, so. it, that one would just get swept completely under the rug as far as people paying any attention to it if it wasn't for the fact that she was getting nominated for uh, everything that comes out. She's nominated. Golden Globe, she got nominated too. 
But that, and uh, you know another one is like, uh, and you don't say this very often, but uh, like blue is the warmest color because right. I'm <laughs> I'm on a blue you phase are. here. But if it wasn't for that one being a, a clear shoe-in for nominations, at least, right. uh, for a foreign language, uh, people aren't talking about that anymore. When it first kind of that one was only came out and everything, people were talking about it right, because it's, uh, yeah. there's some pretty explicit lesbian sexual encounters, and so people were talking about it. But now um, it's at least got foreign language. Right. But So there's lots of movies like that where... People are talking about them for some reason. Right. So at least they're getting that much attention and you have to watch them. Yeah. But, you know, I want to see other movies, too. I want to see movies that... What do you want to see? That no one's talking about. Right. Well, I, I've right. seen them now, now but... Uh, yeah, because I was going to say, at this point, you should But see that them. makes for uh, having to watch a lot. In, in the last couple of weeks, I have probably watched, you know, at least two movies a day. Right. And, uh, I mean, some of them, like, I swear to God, some of them I watched two movies at a time. Cause <laughs> <laughs> Double dipping. Because I, wa- awesome. I was watching one on the TV and one on the computer. Because, right. And I would, like, you know, I'd, like, pause one for a while and right. watch the, the, other, other, right. the other or whatever. But it was just, yeah, it was crazy. Um, so, yeah, we're doing The Hobbit. And uh, I, we should say, uh, kicking off. Right, yeah. right there. That what's interesting to me about it is that it's doing so much better oh, than the not. first one critically. Right. That, I thought you were going to say we just walked. We literally just walked. Oh yeah, we this just. Is, this is an instant saw reaction. Yeah. We literally just walked out of the theater, fought the storm to get home. And, and this this was the here. one movie. This is like yeah. the uh, the one movie. Like I I don't need to watch a movie till like the middle of February. <laughs> because I've seen all those movies too right. because everyone yeah, this you, is the only one that was out there there are so many movies like we talked about this last week there are so many movies that they're getting a limited run yeah. they're showing in like one theater in New York right, right. now right. <laughs> or God knows what it is and then they don't really come out until January that's like somewhere. Lewin Davis comes out next week I think or it's like right around Christmas yeah, Lu- man that one Lewin Davis is next week but that's one of them. I just uh, see but, it pop up and like now showing in six cities. Right. But I'm like, man, by on. now it's like, I barely remember it. Now. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. um, we will probably do that. And, uh, what else is, and everything comes out on Christmas too. Right. I don't think there's tons. Well, I didn't mean, week, to, but I didn't mean anyway. to sidetrack you. Like you were saying that one of the interesting things about this film is that it's doing better than the yeah, previously because, installment. Because which, now now that, you know... The Phantom Hobbit. In a way that almost, you could almost say the same thing about the the Lord of the Rings trilogy, except they all did well. They did. And, and it, it was just one of those things where you know, the second movie might have gotten the the Best Picture Award, right? Because of people talking about it, people liking right. it, all that stuff. Except that it couldn't because everyone knew they were going to give it to the third one. Yeah. So, so you no one, no one would vote for it. You must it, have right? felt bad in a suit in some studio and knowing we got to release right. against the, you know, the Return of the King and be like, that sucks. We're not going to get anything. <laughs> right. You know. And they just saved it all up for the first two movies and said, well, we're going to give it to the third and movie, I respect, but I no, it, we but can't I give it to like, like two in a row right, or yeah, whatever, right? right? Um, anyway, but this no movie, but this movie that's not going to happen with these. <laughs> yeah, this movie, the first one, uh, really didn't do that well. If you go back now to like Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, right. something like that, it's like you know sixty-five or 
whatever. It's there. Yeah, it's, it's not a little above average. It's, but it's not, not real. Right. right. It's not highly rated. And when it came out, lots of critics had lots of negative things mm-hmm. to say about it, and us included, and Absolutely. rightly so. Right. There's the first one has tons of problems for me. Me too. Now I still like the first one for one thing that to a certain extent actually holds true through to this movie. And what I like about it is that it has this weird, a little bit more for kidsness to it. The yeah. first, the first movie. Yeah. And, and it's supposed to be yeah. a, a children's story, it's really, right? It's supposed to be a right? juvenile version. No, no, and, no, uh, no intent on it. Like, not slighting it, but it's supposed right, to be a right. more kids-friendly version of the, right. of the story. Yeah. And uh, and anyway, so but this one is doing a lot better with critics. It's like seventy five ish or something on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, I think. And, and it's and I it, think it's it'll not be fun huge. For us to, I think it'll be fun for us to talk about. I actually have feelings both for and against that too. Uh, that it gets why better. It doing, or, why it why it's maybe more critically well received this time, but also why it's not, because when we sat down to see why it, it shouldn't be, or well, no, in a way, well, yeah, actually in a way, but when we sat down, I told you I would be, over, I'm, I'm no big shock to anybody who knows me or who's heard. Like I, I'm just not up for these films. Right. I'm not exactly. up for the me pretense either. of it. And the whole preposition that you have to love it. Cause you loved the three. Like we already are an award winning Oscar right. wrangling unit of awesomeness. And now awesome. This, you right. know, it doesn't work like that. Um, but all those biases aside, I said to you right before the film started, like I would be so psyched, even though I'm down on these films right now, if like the Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes rating was like 90. Right. If it like, was I would really be like, good. man, then that means that they're all fired up and they're all going in the right, right direction. Right. But that it's around the same score, give or take a few points, that doesn't excite me. And then for three hours, I <laughs> endured it. <laughs> My God. Okay. Anyway, so we're going to do the Hobbit, and uh, and but what I thought we would do is talk a little bit about um, the nominations. The, yeah, the Golden the Globes go have been first, out and everything. Because we can do the Hobbit. And uh, I, you know, I'm not going to give away everything that I nominated because I want to wait and see yeah. what actually gets nominated right. by the the Broadcast Film Critics Association. See where that because that's a whole that'll be a whole other story right. where right. Yeah, where, where right. it actually came down because I know that I nominated some stuff that's unlikely to get far. I'm sure. And, I'm sure. <laughs> and I, you know, you never know. Though. You're that kind of contrarian. It's, it's one of those things, though, that, you know, every year I feel like I just have to say, I, you know, I don't want to bag on the Golden Globes uh-huh. and I don't want to bag necessarily on the Hollywood Foreign Press. Right. What I want to do is I want to encourage everyone <laughs> to go and find out what the Golden Globes really are. And what right. the Hollywood Foreign Press really is, right. and who the people are who vote for it. I'm not saying good or bad things. I'm right. saying I want people to go find out for themselves, because it sounds like you're the Golden Globes. The Golden Globes could not do anything more than try to distance themselves from who the Hollywood Foreign Press is. If you watch the Golden Globes. Uh, year no, year after year after confused, year, yeah. the Golden Globes are never at any point going to try and let you know <laughs> who the Hollywood Foreign Press is, yeah. who it is that votes for the awards. It's just the Golden Globes. Right. It's just like, hey, we're the Golden Globes, right. and we don't, you know, don't look behind the curtain. Right. Right. And I'm not saying there's anything good or bad behind the curtain. I'm just saying look behind the curtain because right. Right. 
it's weird, in my opinion. You want to expound on that, or you just want to leave it there? No, I'm just going to leave that there, I okay. think. I think, you know, at the time, when the Golden Globes started, it was the right time to just start uh, yeah. having an award one. show, yeah. right? Yeah. And it took off, and it's just a thing, and it's just like, hey, it's the Golden Globes, duh, right? <laughs> right. And anyway, I'm, you know, I'll get lots of, I'll get like a lawsuit or something. I hope you from get, the, <laughs> get a very special Golden Globe board mailer. That would be cool. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, but like I said, I you know I don't really necessarily want to uh, give away too much of what I nominated, except right. there is one that I find really interesting, yeah. and you are unfortunately outside of the loop for now, um, because the Golden Globes decided, and this you know got a little bit of attention, but maybe not tons and tons. I saw a blip of it. Um, Excuse me. But the Golden Globes decided that Scarlett Johansson was not eligible to be nominated for Best Supporting Actress for the movie Her. Uh-huh. And I got to tell you, I voted to nominate her yeah. for our awards because and not as, just as, as that far guy. as I know, no, 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 no you not, you not just because like you, I know you screw really you. Her, but. but she got nominated for other things so far right. in the exact same category. And uh, she, she might have even won something, but she got nominated. I think she might have even got nominated, and I could be totally wrong, but I think she even got nominated by SAG, which... That sounds familiar. Which, uh, actually, that that's an interesting thing right there, I think. Right. But so they decided that she does not appear on screen, and right. therefore she's, it, ineligible. she's ineligible to be nominated. And yeah. I, And I think... I think she did a great job. Yeah. Now, you know, you never know, right? I mean, some people right. go, yeah, I think that's interesting. And other people see the movie and say, what are you talking about? That's nonsense. She's right. just a voice. But <laughs> but it's – and and she plays a computer operating system that he falls in love with. But basically what it is, it's the exact same thing as if she was a person and they just had a long-distance relationship and never met. Right. Like if they met on the internet and then there was a whole movie about all they do is talk on the phone. Right. It'd be the same thing and you well, just I never was, see her. When you when I first heard that I thought it was silly anyway just because I'm I'm a big fan of cartoons, you know, and I love things like Toy Story. Right. Like and if that was true, you could never have anybody no matter how good an animated film or a right. non-live action film is, you could never have anybody represented or nominated because they really weren't on screen and I'm like that's not fair. You know, ultimately, your performance right. can't only be physical. It can be a performance. And if right. that's how it is, then you need I, to really I think now, like, criteria. in my opinion, you'd have to have a very special animated movie. It would have to be, like, a very I think special couple, idea uh, I, I of what's mean, going on. And I don't on, mean right? just the movie itself, but I think there have been very specific times, not to hijack your thread here, but very specific times where an actor or an actress has portrayed somebody you've never seen, and you don't see them do it. You just... Hear them. Right. And I think every once in a while something like that comes up. Toy Story is an easy one just because they're, I mean, any Pixar, you know, right. produ- production like that. But really specifically, like, something along those lines, I would argue, like, tough. Suck it up. Like, right. that's an amazing performance, and I don't see it. If, if there were, like, for example, I don't think that any normal Pixar movie or any Pixar movie that one. I've seen so far or anything, even right. though I've loved lots of them, yeah. I don't know if anything has happened in any of those that I would say I, I would be really right. pulled towards that. But if, if there were, like, another Pixar movie, and it was really good, and it was really up there with how good a Pixar movie is, yeah. 
and there were only like maybe two characters in the whole movie. Right. Then I might go, well, man. man. I mean, but, but my whole thing is just like you can't overlook it because you don't see the person. Right. Like, sometimes right. a sometimes just to have a like a blanket is, rule right. like that. Sometimes where, a performance is just something other than what you see. But right. Anyway, go. Um, anyway, so I was going to run through uh, some of the, <laughs> you know, I have to look at this. It's funny because I look at the Golden Globe nominations in front of me right now, and I, I <laughs> look over a couple of things, and then I go, what did I vote for again? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. there's just, you don't even know it's anymore. Everything, it's, seriously, right now, it, it, the weird thing is that in like three months, I probably know it all. <laughs> Right. Yeah. But right now, like the whole world is it's just swimming around yeah. in my head right. and who knows what's what. Right. Um, but so for the Golden Globes and actually this is, you know, best actor is one of the things that I really wanted to talk about. And, and, you know, something that a lot of people are paying a lot of attention to. It's always movie director, actor, actress. And that's right. that's <laughs> the thing that people care about. But like uh, best actor drama and, you know, the Golden Globes cheat because they get to they nominate do. twice as many people. Yeah. And the thing that really bugs me about it is because, um, y- you know, the Critics' Choice Movie Awards, they have best actor. Mm-hmm. But then they, we also have now we have best action movie and best comedy movie right. as as separate things. Right. And then now, I think this just started last year, we have Best Actor and Actress as separate things in an action movie and in in a comedy movie, right? This is so close that everybody gets a trophy. But but see, here's the thing for me. And now, I don't speak for the Broadcast Film Critics Association by any means, right? But for me, I think the thing is, uh, I think it works the way that we do it, and it really just depends on what gets nominated and what we're thinking about when it happens and what can win, right? Right. Because for me, best comedy, the way we do it, really means best comedy. Right. Like, it's really a comedy. Right. right? Not a musical, not a right. weird like, thing. No, like, uh, and see, well, even, even with the fact that they do musical or comedy, yeah. all they mean is we couldn't quite bring itself, ourselves to call it drama. Right. It's really just there's drama and then there's every Everything other movie, else. right? Yeah. Because if you look at uh, Best Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, you've got Inside Llewellyn Davis, mm-hmm. Lewin Davis, Lewin, right. which is uh, not a comedy. I guess it's a musical, maybe. I, <laughs> I mean, right. They, whatever. That's fine. Someone sings at one point, yeah. right? Yeah. Then you've got uh, Joaquin Phoenix for Her, yeah. that, which is not yeah. a comedy. In any way. Right. Uh, I mean, it's com- just right. completely not a comedy. Christian Bale in American Hustle, which is not a comedy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, now I have not seen uh, much of The Wolf of Wall Street. I, right. I have seen, I, was uh, I guess, big these, parts of yeah, it. As right? as I saw that in that category, I'm like, that is probably not a musical. Uh, but I, I, haven't gone, I haven't gone all the way through that movie, right? right. So I have to say that right now. But... Uh, Leo DiCaprio and The Wolf of Wall Street, which I don't feel like it's comedy. Right. <laughs> it doesn't like seem if, like it's a comedy. It's like if it made somebody giggle at some point. They're right. Like, that's funny. It's just, I don't know why it's not a drama. And Bruce Dern in Nebraska. Yeah, that doesn't look funny Which is musical. not really comedic. It looks kind of like, sad and somber, actually. Like, none of those movies are comedies. Right. And, oh. and so the way we do it is that it's really comedy. Right. Or at least that's how it works out most of the time, right? Like right. all of these uh, 
all of these spots right here mm-hmm. would just be nominated for best actor right it, it, in a movie right, right. not right. comedy no like the comedy is you know like anchorman right. i mean it's like it has to really be a comedy yeah. right and uh, so anyway, but it's it's the same thing with with drama. And uh, like one of the things I really wanted to talk about now, Christian Bale, I'll give you, I nominated him uh, for American Hustle, too. And I thought he was great. Right. I refuse to nominate Joaquin Phoenix. And in fact, the movie itself gets a few points knocked down for him being in it, just as every movie that ever happens from, from again that has him in it because will, of his will whole, get knocked down. Like, right, his whole controversy. Of you, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll get letters for that too. But, you know, for me, I, I, for I, me, it's exactly the same thing as if he had gone to jail for beating the hell out of his wife or something. Right. And he was in jail or, or you know, if he was a sports figure who... <laughs> they sometimes get away with things. Who, uh, it, you know, I don't know, like... Uh, was having dog fights maybe or right. something like that. Went to jail for it, then right. came back. Right? I don't. I just don't like you anymore. Right? You're done. And that's it. Right. right? And if you went to jail for beating up your wife or whatever, and you spent three, and now like you admitted doing it, even. Right. Yeah, I mean, like we knew we right. we knew you did it. Right. Right. It's not like maybe he didn't do it. Maybe he just got <laughs> right. When you come back and become an actor. Right. I, you know, for me, it's just points off to every movie you're in. Right. Everyone who will let you be in their movie, I'm against that movie. Right. <laughs> and it's the same thing with Joaquin. He's going to save your life one of these it's days. It's the same you're thing. You're going to have to juggle this over. It's the same thing with him yeah. for right. me. It, there's only so problem. stupid you can be. He's a talented and, guy. And I'm still going to like you, decision. right? Yeah. And he's actually even good in the movie. I know. You were telling me that. And that was hard for you to say. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was, but I, I have to own up to that. Uh, and uh, Oscar Isaac, I nominate, I voted yeah. for him too. He was phenomenal. He's, he's and he's in Inside Llewyn Davis. Even if you Nobody don't like that is. movie, you have to recognize how good he is. Yeah, he he was great. But uh, you know, in the drama category, there are some that I kind of question. And it's funny yeah. that Matthew McConaughey got nominated for Dallas Buyers Club because yeah. we even said when we were re- yeah. doing that movie, yeah. he was good. He really he was. Good. And even He's after the really, fact, really now good. Now that our instant reaction is over, I still stand by how good he is. Right. I still don't know that don't he know should be nominated. Way, yeah. uh, it's just, it's not that... It, we it, were just talking about this before. Something I mean, missing, right? Yeah. Anyway, so those are nominees. And, and for me, there was something, too, because Tom Hanks and Captain Phillips and Robert Redford and All is Lost... This is what I was just saying. We were talking about I really, the I, I really just can't buy those and i i don't know why but they were both good in these movies yeah right but especially if you look at uh, all the people from the gold globes who get nominated and then think of it as uh you know the critics choice right. you have to pare that down is into it just five right yeah. it, and somebody has to go those guys i feel like they have to right. go i don't think those roles and, and those portrayals yeah. were really good enough they're really good they are There's, and that's why you get them to be right. in your movie right that doesn't mean that they're every almost, time they make a movie well, they're supposed to get nominated it's in a weird way tom hanks definitely but robert redford just through history like their legacy votes like, right if tom hanks is in a film and he's not being a goofball like weird guy like right, he's not making he's big drama, two if or it's something a, right, if it's a biopic or if it's something where he's got to gain or lose weight or he's playing somebody who may or right. may not have any challenges. It's a drama movie. He's in. Right. Like he, he's got right. the legacy vote. Exactly. And Robert Redford is just the guy. You know, Speaking if, if of, Redford's in a film, he's got a nomination. Speaking of big two, 
How cool would that be to come back to That would now? be really interesting. <laughs> that would be really interesting. But anyway. But, and that is to say, I agree with you wholeheartedly, those films are great. They're, they're really, really amazing, and they're really well done by those guys. I just don't know if that's enough. Right. Especially with other stuff that they're up against, like... Robert Redford was great in All is Lost. And he's got a real hard job to do. And he does it. And he does it with aces. But Oscar Davis has a hard job to do, too. And he does it with A pluses. Right. You know, and it's just, it's a totally different creature and, when you and, see them. And for me, actually, I think, he, you know, people may agree or disagree. Who knows? But Christian Bale in American Hustle and Oscar Isaac in Inside Lewin Davis, I think they have harder jobs to do. Uh, I, yeah. think, I think they have... Harder roles to really nail. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean Robert Redford couldn't have done it if he was cast in the movie? He sure he could. He should, but it's just not what he too, was in, right? right? I mean, right. it's just, I don't know. You, you know, we're just, if we only we're, we're just world, buying boats ourselves right lived, now. Right, if we only just, lived in a world where Robert Redford could throw Oscar Isaac his script and be like, you'd go do it now. And then right. we see his version, it'd be like totally crazy, but that's not the right. way it works. So. Right. I just think it, it, exactly like you just said, just because Tom Hanks is, is in a movie, you know, why right. is why is he not nominated for Saving Mr. Banks? I mean, right. it comes out two months later. Right. It's still him because we already got to nominate him for something. Right. So we don't have to. That, that would be that would be an awesome that would be, be an awesome, awesome thing to pull right. off, right? What, right? if, what if you're Robert Redford and you come out with three movies next year and then right. what happens to that? These guys, and, and the big thing there to say is definitely to make sure that the point is clear. It's not a slight against them or the work that they're in this year. It's just that when you're that guy, no, they're gr- they're the great. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and I mean, it's, to say that's not it. you know we're not inventing a new nope. theory right there yeah, either. Not at all. Um, and okay, so best uh, actress now in drama we got Kate Blanchett, like I said, in Blue Jasmine, and she deserves it, I think. Yeah. And and exactly for the reason, like she's another one though that's almost to the point where she's she will get nominated, like yeah. uh, you know, for almost Close. everything she does, right? Yeah. But man, does she deserve it in your vote? In, in Blue Jasmine, I, I did I did yes. vote to nominate her. That's cool. Um, we get to do uh, three nominations yeah. for most things, and then it comes out with five. Mm-hmm. So whatever algorithm is road, on yeah. the back of that, I don't know. Right. But she's really good, and man, does she have something hard to do yeah. in a way that comes through really well. And, you know, that's a movie, too. There are some people who can't ever get nominated, and right. unfortunately in this movie, there's probably just not enough screen time because he's not really there. But in Blue Jasmine... Andrew Dice Clay is awesome. Yeah, that's good. And, and he's just not on screen enough. Yeah. But he, but he's really good. That's cool. If he had like a few more scenes, I would have loved if they would have found a way to make him have yeah. a couple more scenes. Right. Because he's really good. Yeah. And it's weird. And he's just playing in, you know, completely normal, of, not I've seen him the do Dice Man stuff, role right? or anything, you know. You sometimes tattoo somebody's persona or character onto them so much and he's never been known as anyone other than dice right but that is a that's a role like when he goes on stage he doesn't live it he lives it when he puts right the stuff on but i've seen him do other stuff and he seems i have like too i've, I've to seen him, him. Like do a few things talent. and i really wish yeah. that it's like you know a certain amount of time has to go by he burns a lot of before he's gonna get yeah, anything chances. but anyway it was that's good cool. so okay kate blanchett emma thompson in saving mr banks because she, she wasn't in captain phillips right. or else she'd have been nominated right. for that right yeah. she's one too and judy dench in anytime. philomena right which 
that's one where I love that movie. Right. Uh, I really think that was a good movie, and I think she was really good in it. Yeah. But I don't know that it was a role that right. But she that should she get nominated. But yeah, it can't right. happen, right? right? She was in a movie. Right. And Sandra Bullock for Gravity, and I got to tell you, I have to call bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and right. and I hate to do that on any nomination of anything right. anywhere. Like there are, you know, like Judy Dench. I knew this was coming though. Judy Dench is like, eh, I don't know that this role deserved it. And Robert Redford, I don't, you know, I right. don't know. But Sandra Bullock is just bullshit. Right. There, there's just no way she's not even Did good. You send in your it. ballot back with a big X. And red <laughs> I wish and I could go. Yeah. Pick one that you vote against <laughs> and work that into yeah. the nomination somehow and you loved plug that into your algorithm. Yeah. She wasn't good. You loved gravity. That, that's my – part of my main problem with the movie is that she isn't I know. good. I, know. I don't know. But everybody loves that and it has to get nominated. And yeah, then uh, Kate Winslet in Labor Day, and I don't know about that one either. She is really good. But it's like, uh, you know, it's like Kate Winslet. But then you move on because now we have to do musical or comedy, and this is going to take the whole show. (laughs) We're half over. I know. But anyway, you got Meryl Streep in uh, August Osage County, and that's your Meryl Streep has to get nominated. That's your legacy vote. Julia Louis-Dreyfus in Enough Said. That's an interesting one. Is a is a good vote. Yeah. If if you're really your if you're really going to look at comedy, I actually did nominate her in yeah. comedy That's in cool. uh, best actress in a comedy, and then uh, you've got Amy Adams in American Hustle, mm-hmm. uh, Julie Delpy in Before Midnight, mm-hmm. and Greta Gerwig in Francis Ha. I voted. I voted Francis for. Ha. I you'll voted vote, for her. You'll vote Francis Ha for president. <laughs> That's right. Ballot. You love that for a lot. <laughs> That's not it a slight. Is, I know you love that film a lot. It's so good. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I got to tell you, I I mm-hmm. have uh, – and actually, I saw this movie just again, but I saw this movie a long, long time ago too. But yeah, then, you saw but then now I watched, I watched it again. You but rarely it was, watch films. It was at or... t- Toronto last year. Yeah. I mean, so it was – uh, it, it was a long time. But she is so good in it, yeah. and I and I love the movie. And it's uh, Noah Baumbach, which mm-hmm. I, I have to admit that I I don't even know why, but I just end up liking all his movies. Yeah, it's not even like you can really, you know, he's not he's not so much of a person who's like kind of Scorsese, and you can just start watching the movie Maybe and I'm not know that it's him doing it, and go, right. I bet this is Scorsese, right? I mean, right. you you like know it. And and most directors really are, yeah. Uh, especially once they make enough stuff and right, you, and you see get them it. enough. But you know his movies are all very different, except for maybe kind of the way that he works a conversation right. scene or something. Right. But his movies are kind of different. But I probably should you know admit that I I love his stuff. Yeah. Um, but anyways, those are the nominees for that. And then. Um, Director is, uh, we've got Gravity, 12 Years a Slave, American Hustle, Captain Phillips, and Nebraska. I don't like those either. (laughs) Gravity, 12 Years I don't like all of them. Gravity, I can understand. American Hustle might pull out of all that, but... Um, 12 Years a Slave is like I get that a either. slam dunk right. uh, nomination, right? Yeah. Because even if you don't like that movie, and we loved it, yeah. but even if you don't, we had our our problems with it a little bit yeah. in a sense. Yeah. But even if you end up not liking that movie, you, I don't think you there's any way you can right. argue against it being well-directed. Right. <laughs> because right. it was awesomely it was directed. And, but then you got stuff like Paul Greengrass and Captain yeah. Phillips, 
which is kind of a strange movie for him, uh, yeah. going from all the other stuff that he's made before. Right. And even Alexander Payne in Nebraska. Um, now, American Hustle, I thought, was well-directed. Yeah. Uh, I'm willing to give that to David O. Russell. And you know that Gravity is going to get that vote no matter what. Right. right? Um, it's Alfonso Cuaron, who I, I love. He's awesome. Generally, yeah. right? And it's a well-directed movie. I, I don't know that I would say, oh. look, it's fantastically directed, right? But it's not badly directed i don't think anyway i don't think it's i don't think it's badly, badly directed, directed but i don't think that i think it's an incredible spectacle with not a ton of substance behind it and i think if you can engineer a spectacle and it, i love alfonso Cuarón, but to me that's like watching somebody juggle five chainsaws like that's hard but if you if you're good at juggling that's not that hard like, right he can show a spectacle right. and make it amazing but there's not a whole lot of substance it's, behind it's that not, to me. It, and it's I'm not, not taking away from it because I did like Gravity. It's not poorly directed. It's, it's just that you're not directed. It's right. like uh, cer- the certain roles actors have that we were talking about, yeah. right? Sure, yeah. you do it you're good, great. but it, it's not that challenging right. role. It's not like you're having to I showcase your directing. I don't think Gravity had so much to it that it warrants everything other than the spectacle. Like, really, it's visually beautiful and amazing. And one of those rare times where I say to everybody that'll listen, you have to see it in 3D. Right, right. You just have to. It's part of that ride. But once that's done, really, there's a lot of Sandra Bullock jumping from one hatch to another and then curling up and getting fetal. Right. And then there's a 45-minute exposition and it's of like, her look, talking to herself. And, and I'm like, that's not... I mean, that's interesting. And, you know, this is this is one of those things... Over, the spectacle overrides the substance there, and people are so blown away emotionally by what they see that they're intellectually not making that up. Right. And to me, that I didn't and, get and this, for And this is one of the things... Um, I did want to say, Paul Greengrass and Alexander Payne, I really feel like they mostly got their votes by being Great. Paul Greengrass right. and Alexander Payne. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In a certain sense, Nebraska is a cool movie. Yeah. I don't know if it's awesomely directed, but then again, you know, there's only so many choices. And in this category, right. though, I uh, nominated Inside Lewin Davis over yeah. several of these things. I can see that because I think that's a really well-directed movie. Great film. And done well. and you know, the thing is, some of these movies, especially like Gravity, uh, this is one of the awards that happens every year where no matter who it is voting, and even if it's the public voting right. and, and trying to think something, right? Uh, but no matter who it is voting, I think this is a category where people get kind of lost in the difference between loving the movie right. and thinking that it's well-directed. Right. Because they're not related to each other, really. <laughs> in, they can be, but in, they're not always. In, in yeah. much of any seriously legitimate way. Right. And then, um, okay, I just want to run through the best... Uh, the Best Picture nominees real quick. So there's Drama, you've got 12 Years a Slave, Gravity, Captain Phillips, Rush, and Philomena, which I still don't think Philomena necessarily deserves that, even though I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, I don't know, Best Picture, I don't know. And uh, Musical or Comedy, Nebraska, American Hustle, The Wolf of Wall Street, Inside Lewin Davis, and Her, which I was pretty impressed that Her got even that nomination. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's really good, and, yeah. it's, and it's really cool, but uh, it was kind of a surprise. But if you look over all those things, it's pretty clear that, you know, there's like the 10 movies right. that the, that the, golden, that the, the golden Globes and, yeah, care about, right? right? Yeah. And, you know, there's just, there's not much 
going out outside of that, and it drives me crazy. And when you get to like uh, you know screenplay, they're all going to be the same ones too, yeah. and all all the way down the line, which is actually another reason that I really kind of like. Uh, it would be funny <laughs> that I really kind of like the Critics' Choice Movie Awards because we do have some things right. that even if you like really focus on certain things, we at least have some stuff that like throws a monkey wrench and yeah. some people get to be recognized for other things. Like one of the things that we have that I really like is we have the young actor or actress because otherwise, what's Asa Butterfield going to get? Right. And he was fantastic. He was he and was. It, at the very least, he'll get nominated for right. it, and he'll get like some recognition, and people will pay some attention. And then you've also got, um, you know, I can't, I, I don't even know how to say her name because she's uh, got some strange name, but it's Sophie N- Nalise oh, yeah, or yeah. something like that in The Book Thief. Right. And she was fantastic, and yeah. she's like out of, out of nowhere. And and what else is she going to get? So that's that's. I was cool. just I was just cracking up when you were saying screenplay because they're all basically going to fall in suit. And then I just remembered that the screenplay for people who don't know really quickly, All Is Lost is a Robert Redford film where he's basically he's all by himself in the whole film for the most part. He's got like three lines of dialogue. It's really just like a survival story. Right. And the screenplay for that is like thirty five pages long. Right. Like, and you never, I mean, a short film is not even 35 pages long. And I just was giggling because it would be really funny if that won, because it just changes <laughs> right. the whole outcome of the thing. It like, changes the game, read, yeah. he, I don't know that he did. I'm joking. But he could have read that when he was brushing his teeth. Right. Like, it's that quick. Right. It's really just like, he's doing this, he's doing that. But it's, there's a lot of stuff to that performance. But And if you could write that screenplay just... page screenplay, and, and it, you look at that, it, and you're like, if what you is could, this, If you could write that like, screenplay, or send him the screenplay, or right. send him like a certain kind of spec on the screenplay yeah. that was just like an outline, <laughs> right? right? It could be like one, one paragraph, line. right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so okay, I think that's we're we're pretty that's good it. there. For we, we will cool. we will do some talking about. Um, we'll follow that up as the you know other things when the Critics' small. Choice comes out and yeah. everything, and uh, everyone's going talk about the Hobbit, talk about the Hobbit. Probably. Except I was going to run through really quick because <laughs> I I mentioned on the air, are we? I mentioned this last week. No, but this is just going to be super fast. Um, I mentioned the Christmas list last week, and you were asking me, and it it hasn't been published. It's going to be on Answers.com. You go to Movies.Answers.com, and uh, and you'll see it there. And I'm going to come out with it later today, and now I'm going to talk about it because you asked, and people asked. Right. See, we got we got got some emails. Yeah, we got some emails that said, "Well, where is it? Well, where is it?" I forgot to tell you today. The person who asked me that last week. I saw like Thursday and they're like, you guys didn't answer my question. And I'm like, <laughs> I'll bring it up. I'll ask him again. Ask what? The question that we were like, uh, they were asking us what, what, uh, what are the mainstay Christmas films from last, last week? They were like, what are the mainstay oh, right. Christmas films you have to see? And you were just like, I don't know. There's some, right. Anyway, <laughs> there's a, right. There's, and, and I was like, there's hey, eight, there's 8 million Christmas movies. I can't make him. And, I can't make him. And they uh, come out with like 50 was, of them a year. And it was so. basically like, what do you have to watch every season for a Christmas special or a movie? Okay. Oh, right. And you were, and thing. you were saying, does Snoopy count? Right. Or and like I, things and, like well, that. And right. I gave my answer to them, but you know, <clears> for the most part, it's stuff like a Christmas story and some people, it's a wonderful life. And right. Other people. Okay. So I will, uh, I don't even know if I got the very specific thing, but I'll just say the whole list and I'm not going to talk hey, about you got it. A list. I, right. I'm not going to talk about it a whole lot, but All the right. list is 12 Christmas movies that you're not paying enough attention to. Okay. 
So these are the movies that, for some reason or another, don't get enough play. Okay. And there's a, there's a great variety to them, and some you know some of them people will, will go, oh that gets enough play, right? <laughs> or whatever. Say, right? I bet you're going to be like, it's a wonderful life. Okay, so uh, so here's the list because we're going to be fast because we have no time left to talk about the Hobbit. You don't even but talk about the Hobbit. I don't really. Okay. Uh, and I know you don't. So, oh, I do. So there you go. Um, okay, A Christmas Carol, the new Jim Carrey one, right? Okay. Because uh, I just hurt my head. My <laughs> eyes rolled so hard. I just went, what are you talking about? Because that one kind of like slipped away all of a sudden and, and no one pays attention to it. And I really liked it. Yeah. And not only did I really like it, but it is it is one of those movies that I think is really awesome because I know it turned a lot of people off, actually, that movie. Now, a lot of people liked it and thought it was great and everything. Yeah. I know it turned a lot of people off, and it turned a lot of people off specifically because it's actually pretty true to the story, which yeah. I think is cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that's great because it's kind of darker, and it's like uh, has a little bit more actual scare to it and it's right. you know it's just it's it's very dark a lot of it and that's how the story is yeah. i mean the story is a very dark story right. right right anyway so there's that one and uh emmett otter's jug band christmas now that one for us is going to seem like we've seen that 800 billion times but now you don't see it very much anymore I love Emmett Otto's Jug Band Christmas. And to answer to come full circle, that's one of the three things I watch every year for Christmas to happen. Right. Uh, me too. It, it, so I am biased by it. I see it all the time, but I don't see it out anymore. Right. I don't see it exactly. On TV at you all. don't see it. It right. used to be. It's almost cultish now in how nobody else knows it's. Nobody new knows it's around. Right. But it's not around. So, when, like, when I was growing up, that would be on like ten different times, all the time it, on HBO, and every year. And it was it would you'd yeah. see it everywhere. It'd be on you know the the regular broadcast channels. You'd see it other places and, and everything. And now I just don't I just don't see it anymore. And damn so. if that thing didn't have gravity to it. Because when I was younger, I don't care right, if I was right. seventeen or I was seven. If it was on, I stopped what I was doing and I watched right. it. Right. I love and it. There you go. Um, okay, and then another one. These are not all in this category, whatever this right. might be, but The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus, which is right. Rankin and Bass. It's the Rankin and Bass that no that one has ever heard of, right? right? It's It never even got a lot of play, right? and it kind of gets pushed uh, to the edges of Christmas because mm-hmm. it's not religious. No. It's, it's anti-religious practically, right? Yeah. It's like it's all... You would think that there would be some green group that would really wrap right. their, go for their hands around this or something. Head, yeah. Because it's yeah, it's all spirits and uh, stuff, yeah. and it's uh, it, it it's weird because it's it's based on uh, L. Frank Baum's yeah story, Small, yeah, which no one knows that's a story right. either because that <laughs> it's not it's not good for that to be popular or whatever. Right. But it's a really cool show. It's a very, uh, and it's a I, cool I like story it. too, by the way. Right, it's like. 120 pages. It's and it's it's just funny to see absolutely everything that Rankin and Bass put out right. get played yeah. nonstop, uh, yeah. except this one. <laughs> this one, one is just off one. to the side, right? Okay, The Family Man with Nicolas Cage. Now, that one does yeah. get play, okay? okay? Uh, that one does come out. That's on every Christmas and everything. But I think it's better than most people think it is. It just people just yeah, don't right. think of it really, and not only uh, that, it's yeah. it, in a certain sense, it's like just barely a holiday film. It, it's kind of just barely no, Christmas. I think, of it, I think of it as a Christmas. It's film. got the Christmas thing in it, yeah. but it doesn't pay very much attention to it. You know, right. it doesn't 
try and sell it a lot or whatever. Right. Anyway, and I really like it. Okay, the next one is uh, Nothing Like the Holidays, mm-hmm. which is uh, ancient history. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know. It's like the 60s, or it might even be before the 60s. It might even be like remember. late 50s or something. But that's a movie that was on all the time when I was growing up, and it's wacky, yeah. and I love it because it's to- it's like Scooby Doo like on acid, but then make a live action movie out of it. It's like really really crazy, and and I love it, and um, and you never see it yeah. now. Uh, you used to when I was growing up, but it's nowhere now, and we have to go faster. Okay, um, <laughs> Joyeux Noel. Right. <laughs> That's one. And no one watches that because it's about war. And it's, right. got, it's not very uplifting. It's a foreign. It's not, <laughs> it's not a big, super <laughs> yeah. happy movie, yeah. right? But it's a really good movie, and it, it's actually very Christmassy. It, re- it really is. Yeah, I know. The whole point you, of the story is it's it, the uh, – yeah, you have to get there. And it it's, uh, it's during the war, and it's the right. whole, like, the soldiers just decide that they're going to stop fighting no matter what anyone tells them. Right. And they have Christmas. And it's, you know, some sort of loosely based on real thing that happened and everything and, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, Arthur Christmas, which is very new, but, you know, I really liked that movie. Yeah. And that was like one that it came out and then everyone went, eh, whatever. And then it was gone and then then you don't see it again now. It still gets played because someone's going to play it, but people are not paying enough attention to it, I think. And, uh, okay, The Christmas That Almost Wasn't. wasn't. Um, oh, no, wait. I'm mixing up my movies here. Um, nothing, the Christmas That Almost Wasn't is the crazy, goofy, old movie. Nothing Like the Holidays is the uh, John Leguizamo. Right. That's the Puerto Rican. Um, um, I, who else is in that? Um, lots of people are in it. I don't know. But it's like this whole family like thing. Years ago. And, uh, yeah, that one is like. Funny. All of a sudden, no one wants to right. admit that that exists, yeah. and it's it's funny and it's cool, and you know it's Nobody another one that no it. one pays attention to. It. The Christmas that almost wasn't—that's the one that uh, that's the old movie, right. and it's very goofy and silly. It's almost like HR Puffin stuff, crazy yeah. and silly. I mean, it's it's really oh. weird, but it's fun. And uh, okay, one magic Christmas—that's uh, uh, Mary Steen. Virgin, oh, it, oh, yeah, and, right, right, right. Uh, and uh, who is it, like Harry Dean Stanton, yeah. I think, and and it's uh, just this kind of took me a second to really which one that was. I couldn't really right. small cool thing. Okay, um, Hogfather. I don't think I ever saw Hogfather. Really? Yeah. Okay, so it's uh, oh. based on the Terry Pratchett Discworld book. It's British, and it's it. yeah, it's British. So never mind. Yeah, it's man. it's wacky, crazy, and then the other one. Okay, two more. Noel which is uh, actually uh, one that, you know, if you don't want to see one that's shoving a bunch of Christmas stuff right. at you or Christian religious Christmas stuff, right. you may not love this, but it does it in like an okay way. It's one of those movies where it's like uh, too many Christians like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so too too like, many churches like yeah, it or right, too many right. groups of Whatever, and then all right. of a sudden everyone goes, oh, well, I'm not watching it then. Or right. the, the mainstream does not attach itself to it because too yeah. many people who are very Christian-y like it. Anyway, right. it's a good one. And uh, finally, the Fitzgerald Family Christmas, mm-hmm. which is uh, Edward Burns yeah. and uh, Amy I Adams is in it. 
And uh, it's practically like a sequel to the Brothers McMullen yeah. almost, except make a holiday movie out of it. Instead, and yeah. it's really cool. And what's really cool about that one for me is that it's uh, just like the Brothers McMullen. It's like all of the filming of conversations. It's just like people right. being in the house and just, and just doing their family talking, talking and, yeah. and doing the whole thing. And it's, but in the end, it's really, really cool. And Amy Adams is like really awesome in I was it. Hoping. And it's, it's one of those movies like, you know, Amy Adams is so huge that everyone now has seen everything, everything she's, she's in, in right. except not this. Right. Because <laughs> no. I kept thinking you were going to have some dark horses like my favorites. Lethal Weapon and <laughs> the Christmas um, Die Hard. Oh yeah, the, it's the films. It's no actually funny if you Christmas films, but they are. If you look at Christmas movie lists and you just Google it and stuff, yeah. Die Hard is on a lot of lists. And it, it, this will be a different topic if we ever get to it, but it deserves to be based on the criteria of what a Christmas movie is. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, it's great. Uh, so that's the list, and uh, like I said, that'll be up uh, either later today or tomorrow or something, and uh, there will be more explanation yeah. Okay, so The Hobbit. Now, we're absolutely dead <laughs> on covering The Hobbit. It's funny, too, because uh, people are tuning in now going, well, they say they're going to tell us their rating right at the beginning. <laughs> and now it's Right, you're 50 fi- minutes late. It's 50 minutes later, and we're not even really covering the movie, but... Um, you know, man, it's so instant right now, too. And we are yeah. we are both in our own way so predisposed to not like this movie anyway. What's your what's your predisposed position for it? Uh, it's really the, it's, 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 similar, it's, right? it's really like the, the same the as you. I'm just not thing. as pissed about it, I guess. Honest, but in a way, it out on the it, pizza it, guy. It's pretty pissed. it's pretty much the same as yours. Yeah. But I will say this, um I liked this a lot better than I liked the first one. You know, I, okay, when, when I was driving over through the storm, I thought of this. This was really my first reaction, which is I like this a little bit better than I liked the first one. But with all the time and all the money and all the distance and all the work that he could put in, why is it only a little better that I like it? Why isn't this a well, lot sure. better? Right. And in, in, in ways when this does work, I did like it a lot, lot, lot better. Right. Because there are times where this film, though at almost three hours geez really come on yeah it's way it's way it's too long super bloated but when it when it has the moments that work they're great yeah like it really works the the parts that do work uh really work i'm thinking like so we're going out of 10 10 now so yeah i'm thinking like seven maybe oh, you really love this <laughs> i'm thinking like yeah somewhere like six and a half or seven but i think seven i yeah. think and and but that comes with a lot of problems. I think it, oh, yeah. not only is this movie too long, but it's too long in such an annoying way. It's for, too long in the me. worst of ways. For me, yeah. it's, it's so long and in such an annoying way that at some point all I can kind of think is, uh, why is this not two movies? Because clearly yeah. there's an hour you could cut out of this. Oh my god! Easily. And then Before you, you and have to worry about anything else. And then right, there's and, an easy. And then you chop right there, and you're like, "There's an hour gone. Now let's really start cutting little." Pieces. And then there's an hour out of the first movie for sure. Yeah. And then the third movie's bound to have an hour. And look, now it's two thing. movies. This is going to be a nine-hour. Yeah, exactly. This is going to be a nine-hour production, and in the end, the director's cut. Not Jackson's, but like the when people hack it up, right? And they put it on YouTube. That's gonna be like a four-hour film. It'll be great, right? And fast-paced, so. right? And and that's wait, you're at six the, and a half, seven? Yeah, yeah. 
think I think yeah, I think I'm fine. I think I'm pretty squarely at seven. And one of the reasons, like I said, um, is that there still is like this weird kind of kidness to it that I like. Yeah. Even even <laughs> though I don't think they do it very well <laughs> because they try to do both. Yeah. This but any but anyway, what's what's your rating? Uh, I was honestly at a five when I was really thinking about the film, when I had plenty of time to disengage from it because it was so boring in places. And despite it interrupting itself and the great rhythm that it had for like the last 30 minutes when smog is everywhere, that escalated it another half. So I'm at, I'm at five and a half, basically just because of how great smog was at the end. Yeah. Before that, I was, I was really uh, I, I can, sour I can it. see I that, but I think even Smog point, was too much. He was. It, it, but I think there's an illusion for him being too much because he kept getting intercut with other things. Right, right. Like, there's a, maybe the last 45 minutes are all Smog-ish, but then there's like seven minutes of somebody else, ten minutes of somebody else. Right, It feels right. a lot longer. I actually think there's like 20 minutes of him, and I think it's great. Right, like it's absolutely so effective. Uh, I do, I do too. I think it's really good, except that I still kind of think that it's there's too, a little too much, too much of him. There's there's a little bit of him where it's like I don't know, leave him on longer, write yeah. some, put write something else, right, do Get, it, give yeah. him give him some more lines, something just like right. make him be longer. And and that's the problem for me with the the whole movie is that the whole movie is like that. The whole movie is like I, I just want it to be longer. Well, I, movie, I don't know. Yeah, throw something in. I just movie, want it to be longer. Dude, I'm, I totally agree. The whole thing about this, and in some ways, this is why Peter Jackson's the perfect guy to have, you know, at the helm, is because he's shown how great he can handle the source material. But the problem is, unlike the first three films, The Hobbit is not an epic. No, and, he's, and when you try to make uh, it, he's, he's not even working decision, with the source material and, and, anymore. And I feel kind of bad for him, but I, he's also to blame from what I know about the production stuff, which is this is the last time he's going to get a shot at Middle Earth. Let's film everything we can ever right. imagine doing, and let's stretch a book that's not that big to begin with into nine hours. Right, exactly. And, and, he, and he just loves is, it so much. He does. He, he just loves have, doing it, and he's it, he doesn't have, like, the distance that he had from it in the first ones or the or the reins you know and i'm not starting a whole offshoot because we're gonna we're gonna have to fly through this part anyway he's george lucasing this this film right he, he's too close to it he's got too much stuff he's, and he's, he's too in love with the cgi he's making those next three star it's, wars movies. it's really yeah. it's really now too close of a comparison to disengage from and be like no nah, that's crap like right. it's it's really unfortunate but when he's really doing it right and when everything's firing right, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But damn if those really fun moments aren't often enough. And, well, it, and this epic thing that they're trying to make, it's like trying to put everything you own in your pocket. Right. Like you can't – you can put some stuff, but you can't put everything right. – I mean, maybe it's, some uh, people it's, out it's there like, can, It's like sorry, a labyrinth, you know. It's so the, weird uh, to try to compact and just make you, you that. Know that you know that scene in the labyrinth where Jennifer Connelly is in her room and there's that weird oh, yeah, Muppet right, putting right, everything, right, everything, everything on her back, on back and everything? Yeah. But, you know, the, the thing is it's so weird that we can so easily say that there's an hour to cut from all these movies. Uh, oh, yeah. That means it's two three-hour movies. Yeah. Not three three-hour movies because right. you know there's an hour to cut in the last one. Oh yeah. Because oh yeah. For God's sakes, there's hardly anything left of the story, and we're oh, gonna yeah. have to watch it for three more hours. Oh, I mean, really, when this movie ends, when this movie ends, uh, even like ten fifteen minutes before this movie ended, mm-hmm. I was like going, "Well, wait a minute, right? 
what the hell is going to happen in the last movie? Right, I, I mean, know. because if you if you're looking at the actual story of mm-hmm. the thing, every it, it got to a point like after about two hours, every next thing that happened, I started going, "What? what? Yeah. We're seeing that already? Yeah. We're seeing that already? That That's back. already happening?" Yeah. Even though in the trailer, like you know, you he's know talking he's to Smog, right, right? right? But the or trailer Smaug or whatever the, the hell they say will infuriate the diehards. But I, I actually thought that the way the trailer looked, I was hoping that it would be like that, where you would basically end the film with Smog just kind of starting a conversation, and then it fades Me to black. too, me too. And I thought that's, that's going to make I thought, sense. I thought the trailer, Man, the, the trailer was working for sucking me into thinking I've been that... I've by trailers left and right I since know, October. I like, know. there's a lot of stuff out there. But. Um, you know, the, the one thing that I did want to say, uh, like, there is this I like about the movie, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. that is, uh, you know, it's a little more kid. And now it went wrong in this movie, though. I, I liked that in the first movie. I could, like, hold on to that in the first movie and, and kind of uh, enjoy the movie more or whatever. Right. In this movie, I feel like it went wrong because they tried to do both. Yeah. They tried to be, you know, especially, like, you've got fight scenes and stuff. Yeah. In the, in the Lord of the Rings movies, it, it's not ha- trying to have any kind of kid part. It's all no, being very not. serious. Right. And even when, like, the elves do kind of crazy things, uh-huh. right, in the way that they fight, or when anybody does in the way that they right. fight, so it's just the elves kind of stand out with their right. Legolas even just kind of stands out all by himself. And, yeah. But the way they do it in those movies, you kind of go, well, okay. Right. Uh, he's an elf, and they're super cool or whatever, right? So when he shoots an arrow, like, three times in two seconds, you right. kind of go, well, all right, fine, right? right? In this movie, it's like, it, see now in the first movie, there was a little bit of this more kidified yeah. version of the fighting a little bit, right. sort of, right? In this movie, you've got it half and half, the kind of stuff we see in the Lord of the Rings movies, mm-hmm. and this kind of, it becomes comic. It's like you're watching it's, a cartoon. It's all personified by the barrel scene. Right, that exactly. Was, that was the one that screamed. That, that's the one where you really kind of go, what that am I watching scene, all dude, of a this sudden? this is a perfect example, too. We are really going to run out of time, and I think we'll have yeah, to that's run over okay. a minute. Yeah, we'll run a over a little bit. But, but for everybody listening, you know, live, like, there's this thing in the book. This barrel scene happens in the book. It's quick. It's right. like two, three pages, and in this thing, it's like a 30-minute exposition it, of how to survive huge. in a barrel. And at one point, I'm watching this, and I think all Legolas and these guys have to do is take a corner, and if Sauron is there, he'll kill him. Like, he's unstoppable. Right. Like, he's killing everybody with leaves and breath and the right, right, looking right. at people and killing them. Right, and he's walking and, on and their the heads. Yeah, he's bouncing. He can do nothing wrong. And he's lethal as anything in the world. Right. Just put Sauron in front of him and the game's over. Right, exactly. He'll like, he's like... And it's just 30 minutes. Like Not, not only that, but you know what's weird about this uh, whole part? Crazy. What's weird about that whole part is it makes you suddenly think that weirder things are happening even than what's actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's, you know, he t- takes a leap off of a bridge and shoots a couple of people yeah. in midair and lands on dwarves' heads. Right. And it's like, the next thing you know, he's like, 
is he skipping some of his shots like off a rock and yeah, into he, somebody? He's, he's shooting orcs like two at a time where he's challenging they, himself. they he's go shooting, back. He's putting bows in his teeth and pulling them and just looking. It is like at this point he's not even trying. No, he's, he really he's, he's just, just going through. He's just going, look how right. look how little you are. He's right. like God. I mean he's just so does anything. Yeah, so the live, the live is uh gonna run out. We'll be back next week with a couple of movies. And I think uh, Walter Mitty. Yeah. But uh, we've got to go. Thanks for showing up and share with your friends. And we'll be going on for a little bit more. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. We'll pretend that ended. That ended. Um, Yeah, that scene, he's basically like that. That whole scene is so weird. And then everyone starts doing it. Right. And it would be bad enough if it was just... uh, him and Evangeline Lilly, which right. her name's like Toriel or, you know, some, Toriel. So, something I Toriel. don't know how to pronounce. But Toriel, something, yeah. It'd be bad enough if it was just them. And right. you were just going, look, no, elves not. are insanely they, they, magical, awesome warriors, right? Right. And and not only and is it... with that. Right, exactly. If it, if right. it would have stuck with them, and it still would have to tone it back a bit. Right. But if it would have just stuck with them, but then the next thing you know, like... All orcs are master shots and can do everything. Well, the dwarves, like everybody, yeah. The dwarves like nonsensically chop this log as they go past it. <laughs> yeah. They they like toss weapons to other people right. that it's like a one in a million shot for you to get it exactly in the right, right. spot for him to catch it, Every and then time. they catch it exactly at the right spot. Right. Right. And all of this stuff happens in this one scene where once you're forced to watch this scene, yeah. right? Then, so this theoretically happens first, right? Right. So it's like if you watch this and watch this scene, and then you have to watch The Lord of the Rings. Right, yeah. Then you just go, well, we've got five elves. Right, why don't we We could take over over the world, right? right? right. I mean, well, it was so funny at one point because I'm watching all the orcs who have been menacing and definitely formidable. Right. Now they're just stormtroopers. Right. With even stormtroopers with their legs cuffed and their helmets on backwards. All they're <laughs> right, doing is exactly. they're falling down rocks. Right. They're uh, they're, everybody's have, like, they're in expected, a Scooby Doo movie. Yeah, now. I expected the I expected the elves at one point to start singing. You know, like ho 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 la 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 we're right. killing orcs. Like, that's right. what I really thought. And I'm like it's just this has gone on too much. Right. For too long. And and and, and, and that's again. that's the exact whole thing in the movie. Like you know, yeah. you you could probably cut more than an hour. Because uh, well, that even, scene you could cut hugely, but the thing that is weird about this movie, and you don't get this, I don't think, very often in movies, and we are even the people who continuously are saying you could cut a half an hour out of the movie, right. but you don't very often get the exact problem that this movie has, which is that it becomes boring by doing not boring stuff. Yeah. You don't get that That's a lot, right? right? I mean, it it's even like the there's just been too much exciting stuff happening. Mm-hmm. I'm getting bored with it. It's right. like I can't do that that long. I can't stay in that well, place that even, long. Even all that stuff that was working great before it started boring itself, before it bored itself and then bored me. Like with Martin Freeman doing the stuff with the ring where you see a different version of a hobbit in possession of the ring where, you know, where in the other films, you see Frodo, like, get sick by it. But he doesn't really use it much. There's no right, real temptation right. there. It's just he's carrying it. It's like a cancer for him. Right. In this, Martin makes choices. You know, Bilbo makes choices and uses it. And then you see later when he has a very cool scene 
where he defends the ring after dropping it when he's fighting spiders. Right. Like he, he becomes jealous and enraged and you see this side of him and then he reconciles it because he's holding the ring, realizes what he almost lost, realizes he'll now do anything to keep it. Like he's lost himself there, but he's still okay with it. Right. Like, or he made his decision about it and moves on. And that's the crux of a really awesome story that Peter Jackson can't wait to disengage from so we can have a 30-minute video game scene. Right. And that's frustrating because and, it's really worth And that's even more frustrating because that part of it is really Peter Jackson. It so is. You're getting, you're getting getting both. His things yeah. you're getting yeah. look he can do awesome stuff yep. and look he has no idea what he's doing like both at the same time he's out of control yeah. because in the hobbit we don't really ever have any problem with the ring no i mean in the you Ho- know it's there but in, you don't get in, yeah. in the book the hobbit we don't have this whole stuff that we're bringing with us from watching the lord of the rings later we know right in the Hobbit, it's just you put on the ring yeah. and you just you're, you're fine. fine. It's an Im- right. it's just an invisible invisibility ring, yep. right? It's not like there's all this oh my god crazy shit happens when I put it on, and right. you know it's all I'm possessed and right, it's right. weird it's taking me over and and, and all of the and... stuff that we know because we watch those other movies mm-hmm. that now you have to put in there somehow right. a little bit at least or else everyone's going to go hey what's going on can i just tell- and, and okay. peter jackson makes that work yeah. in a really good way man and then he just and then like you said uh, okay enough he can't wait enough to end of it. that he ends it so right. quick and, and never goes back to it again there's a moment later when he's about to confess to gandalf like i found something right and that's a great scene and he's just like i, I found my courage and he's right. like good you're going to need it that kind of thing that was awesome but those are all really great moments where this is more like a character study. If he wanted to elongate this film into a do epic, it that way, do it yeah, that way, man. Exactly. Make that make that really palpable. Make those decisions hard. The very first groan that I had came four seconds into the movie when Peter Jackson stands right in front of the oh god, and yeah, chews some gnaws on some mead celery or whatever and walks off, and I went, oh no, right. We can't wait to get our Stan Lee cameo in. I know. And now I have to watch. And I'm you, like, you can't even do like even make this film. You know, <laughs> this whole thing is like its own separate area, right? Oh, God, and so with the Stan weird, Lee dude. being in the movie, and with the like the cameos of directors and all this stuff. Yeah. If you're gonna do that, like Alfred Hitchcock, it. Like, Agreed. make it where people have to find you. Really, right? You, right? Like you're right. you're, you're standing in line for the bus. Right. And unless someone knew to look right. for you, you would never see it. Not, yep. not you jam your face right, right in the in camera. Right in front of the camera. Like, it literally as pans soon down as into this started. village, and he's just, like, he steps out, looks at you, choose oh, something, and, God. like, basically waves. So, like, this is my movie. I know. And, like, at oh, least he man. doesn't have a line. That no, was, like, the one thing I was like, if he says something, <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. But at, at least he didn't go that far. In, but, in regard to that, too, like... All the stuff that I feel negatively about it is that it's just bloated and boring and just – there needs to be an oversight on it. Everybody's great in it. Right. The characters are all great. The, the action is when it's working before it gets boring. It's exciting. Right. Like, man, it's just – if this was an hour and 40-minute film, this would be jam-packed crazy. And, and see, you know, the, the things that are weird about it, too, are like the moments where – um, like that, like the moment where he's got the ring. That's not even from the book, right? That's right. Not, that's not even a real book thing. Those moments are good. It's that's like a moment that I almost think is sort of like true to like the spirit of the book. It's right. The letter of the law. The, the, the parts of the 
of the movie that are really just being true to the book, right? Yep. Those are all great. Yeah. When they find the door. Yeah, that was great. And they and they give up on it. Yeah. And and Bilbo just still stands there and goes, "Wait a minute." And right. and that's yeah. how that happens You're in right. the book. Mm-hmm. That was a great scene. Yeah. And there's a lot of them, but they're so peppered around and there's so much in between all of them. If we would have just yeah. sat down and said, "Look, I'm going to make the book." Right. And I'm going to and I'm going to have to change some some things around a little bit right. maybe. But I'm not going to take every action-y battle thing yeah. and make it, you know, 40 minutes long because right. I demand that this be nine be, hours right. long. Right. It's just it, crazy. It, it also was um it also was a little frustrating from my memory of it. And again, I read The Hobbit a long time ago, but they were tacking on scenes like in the end that didn't need, like all the Gandalf stuff at the end. Right. Like intersped between. There's, the, there's, the ton, there's tons there's of Gandalf stuff that's totally on. made up and that like, only because we have to connect this well, to the got, other movie. And we've got Ian McKellen. We might as well use him. Right. And let's put him in as many, you know, I get that. And then there was this weird romance between Evangeline Lilly, you know, interracial stuff Gilly. right and i'm like that's fine too that, that was the thing that she just said she was mad about too right. was that they're making this whole like well, love like, triangle thing like, out of that, stuff that works to an extent like when he's in the cell like that's a great scene right but it, it all like her motivation for all this other stuff going on and on and i'm like it, it just stop it stop <laughs> trying to exactly make right bigger than it is right you if you really just want to <laughs> there was like 40 minutes of this movie that were just establishing shots of a mountain or a waterfall with a footbridge right. or I'm like, I get it. I've and, been here before. Yeah. It's, it's uh, just, big and pretty. That's nice. So and you know, the, the thing is too, there are, there are several parts in this movie um, because there's enough for there to be lots of different several parts, right? Yeah. There are several parts in the movie where we're really trying to do the book justice. Yeah. And they're all awesome. And they are. And there are, there are lots of scenes where we're trying to like expand a little bit. Yeah. Um, like when, uh, can... like when he gets the ring and stuff, right. we're, we're trying to build in some connection to the other movies yep. and those are good. And right. Like you said, that's still Peter Jackson on like he's right. Yeah, I agree. And, and, those are good. and those are really good. And then there are uh, even like you said, if, if all we'd have done was stuck to some idea of her talking to him in the cell, right. and all we were trying to get out of that is that she's getting some exposure to the outside world right. I, that the elves it, don't, don't get, right? They definitely hint at it. Then it would have been awesome. But mm-hmm. there, are, there are times when we're trying to do this very general staying true to the book, and then there are times when all of a sudden Peter Jackson says, I can tell a better story than Tolkien. Yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like the movie just stops playing, right. and I'm in a different room, and I'm like, <laughs> "What just happened?" <laughs> there, there are times when it really comes through that at the end of the day, uh-huh. he thinks he can tell this story better, right? And then you're just you're crazy you're for right. one thing, but right. whatever you whatever right. you start saying then is going to make for something goofy, and even when she comes in and like kind of heals him in the yeah. thing. The general idea there's not terrible. No, it isn't. But then, but then when we kind of get this, the application we're, we're of trying it is to just... yeah, we're trying to get to we're we're a little full of ourselves. At some, at some point, it yeah. becomes clear that we just like ourselves a lot. Yeah. And you know, even in some of the worst parts 
I find something to like. But also, in a lot of the parts that should be good, I find something to hate. Yeah, yeah absolutely, <laughs> you know? man. There's, there, my last kind of take on this is, because you were reminding me when you were saying, like, the story that Tolkien's saying, is, you know, this was a guy who served in the war, served in World War One, and was... And, very famously wrote about it as best as he could to try to help himself but exercise whatever he could, or he just couldn't shake it because these books are in many ways, you know, a war. Like right. what what happens when you go to war, the the consequences of them, what people do to try to prepare and, 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 and outlast them, and the brotherhood of going into battle with each other, on and on and on right. and on. Once you look at that filter of Middle Earth through just a war field, like it makes sense. And when he sticks to that, that's powerful. Right. Whether he's whether he's even if he tries to really, sabotage it, it's still powerful. Whether he's there. really spot on with what happens in the story right. or, or he's trying to build off little of liberty, it some, little right? liberties he gets like what like when we were talking about when Bilbo has the ring. Like that's great. That that was working. Right. But the forty minute action scenes, the the weird tacked on scenes that you don't have to have just because you've got an actor on set, like all that stuff. I was getting I love Ian McKellen. Right, and if he's Gandalf, I pretty much will love watching him because he eats every scene up perfectly. Right, but I was kind of bored with him. He kind of doesn't work in this one that well. It really wasn't working. So, Um, and you know what's weird too is that uh, I love that Radagast guy. Yeah, and and he was like such a waste in this one. He was. Why have him show up at all? You know, I mean, it's like all he did was uh, stand there a couple times just so Gandalf can talk to him. Yeah. And it was like, uh, I don't know. I saw, I saw someone real quick, because I was just looking up a, an IMDb fact. They said this is one of the best boring movies they've ever seen. Exactly. And for me, that's, that, that captures some of it. I mean, it's beautiful, it's majestic, it's exciting, and it's boring, and it's bloated. And that's really complicated, because and, and, I, I, and there's so much yeah, there to just For me, strip it's, away. it's all the exact same thing, too, it's, yeah. it, which makes it so disappointing. It's a real frustrating that problem. The whole problem with this movie is that we demanded to have three movies. Yeah, it's a cash and grab attempt. Everything that, that everything that goes wrong with it is because, you know, every time, <laughs> every, every time you do anything in any art, right. actually... You know, it's like really less is more and edit and yeah. and make it smaller, right? Or right. or something. And the whole theory of making this movie is, I don't know, make it bigger. You uh, want to make yeah, it make it longer. Leave, leave people wanting more versus let's smother them. Versus yeah, like you know? there are a lot of times in this movie and I think more even than in the first movie because the first movie was too long and I was getting bored. Yeah. And I don't know if you uh, really came down on that one a lot lower than me. I don't even remember. But I looked. we both were fairly I looked. Low-ish. We averaged. You were a six and I was a four. Oh, right. Out of okay. ten. Yeah. I, I literally just looked because I was curious. Like, did I like this more? I think right. I liked it more. The, and, and But in the first one, it was even still, even with a lower rating, right? It yeah. was it, What it was doing, at least, was kind of pulling me along most of the time. Yeah. There were some times when I was bored. But in this movie, there were so many times when I was just going, just get there already, yeah, you know? Yeah. Just uh, you'd kill the spider. I just, know. you know, just get out like, of the barrel yeah, or, you know, right. whatever it is. And then when they go to uh, the town, uh, they finally get to, you know, Lake Town, whatever, yeah. the, <laughs> whatever the hell right. it is. 
Millinocket. That whole thing is like, oh, like from beginning to end, there's there's so much stuff that we have to look at from from the time they row into the right, place right. to the time that the dragon's Smog about is to on come, his way, yeah. right? Oh my God, is that a long time? Yeah. And what for? Yeah. I mean, for just because I want the movie to be longer. Yeah. I mean, like really, uh, I don't know. Like, what are there like forty writers on this movie? <laughs> yeah. And just Peter Jackson walking around going, "You've only got ten pages. Right. You're fired." Right. And we get somebody else who can yeah. make that into thirty pages. Well, look, it'll be over next year. <laughs> and that would right. be great. I mean, but I, I really got to say, you know, when the first one ended, the, the whole problem with this movie is that it, it really is one book. It really just has the one arc. Yeah. And, you know, you've got a first act, a second act, and a third act that are all actually well written yeah. by someone who people have thought over time right. knew what he was doing. Right. Right. And now we're making it in, into three, and the like the first movie is just the first act. There right. is no actual arc that you can get pulled along by right. in what happens in that first movie, which is not at all true of like the Lord of the Rings movies, because you would think right. that comparatively speaking, right? And and those are three books. Yeah, they're actually not. Right. Three books. They're actually, it's actually one book that he was forced to make into three books. So it's still really just one story or whatever, but somebody better than Peter Jackson had to break it into three call. stories right. before he had to break right. it into three stories. And you can tell. If, if I guess I don't really have much left to say after this. If, if a person is curious listening to this, you should go look at like how the production of the Hobbit came about. You know, they were really right. going to make one film. Right. And then they realized that we could make more if we made two. And then, right. Hey, if we're going to make two, let's make a third. Let's, right. cause it's a trilogy, you know, we can stretch it out, you know? And I, on some level, I remember originally thinking, if you guys want to make three films and you really are doing a cash grab, that sucks. We'll see it for the show, but just make them 90 minutes. Right. Don't make right. them three hours. Or even two one. hours. Like, don't, you know, yeah, don't or whatever. Do and don't pretend you're giving me more for my money when really you don't care. You just want right. money. So. And, and it, it really comes through, or it did for me, when you see the first one and the first one ends. Yeah, right. And you're like... Because the, there is no end. Right. There's just, just this is where out. we stopped filming, right. right? There's no... There's a kind of a convenient point to stop talking. Yeah. But that doesn't mean yeah. that you've gotten to the end of a movie. Well, and pretty much the same thing happens here. But the same thing happens here in a way that really threw me a yeah. lot more than the first one. Yeah. Because when this one ends, all I could think is, are you kidding? What the hell can you possibly do for a whole nother movie? Right. right. What can happen? I, I mean, Those, really, I can't wait. there's like, I mean, what is there, like 10 pages of yeah. this book left? I mean, it's left. like, there's really nothing left. what well, else it's gonna could be, happen? We're going to see a 40-minute you know, exposition on what dragons can do to floating cities. I have, we're see I have a feeling, burn, you know? I have a feeling that what we're going to do is we're going to have, uh, like in, in both movies, actually, so far, you know, in the first movie, we see a whole lot of what happened before, right. which doesn't exist in the book, in the book at all, right. except for vaguely someone short, says, yeah. this is how he got there right. or something, right? And in this movie, we had some time where we looked at the past again. Yep. And I've got to think that the third movie is going to be some kind of 
ass load of looking back at stuff before. Right. We're going to be looking back at uh, the history of the elves right. and uh, more of the dwarves too, but yeah. a whole lot more of what yeah. the human city on the lake used to look like or yeah. God knows what, or, or even stuff all the way back to when Sauron well, first existed and, and all they'll, that. They'll, they'll flash forward to stuff too. We'll see Smeagol. You know, we'll see all these other guys doing all their other things. Maybe, maybe. We, I don't know. I don't. We care. might. We might even get like Smeagol getting the ring or I something. You know, that's the that's the bummer of it all. I don't care. I know, and and I can't either. And how how could you right. going into this movie if you've read the book now going into the third movie? I don't know how you can care. Well, oh, oh, because was, yeah. all during the second movie. Right. There are so many times that I'm just sitting there going, oh, my God, will you just get to the next thing? Yeah, yeah. Especially, like, there are there are several scenes where it stands out a whole lot. But, you know, there's, there's the barrel scene. Mm-hmm. And what's weird about the barrel scene is that uh, all before the barrel scene, they come into the uh, Elven Kingdom right. all through to where uh, Bilbo breaks him out. Yeah. And they're getting out, and all that stuff I was fine with. Yeah, me too. Uh, I was I was great I was with all that stuff. Yeah. As soon as they get in the barrels, yeah. I'm like, whatever. And even the part where, you know, there, there are moments where we try to kind of throw a little silly at Bilbo, uh-huh. and I mostly don't like them. Right. Uh, but in this one, all the barrels get dumped, and right. then he's just standing there, and I actually liked yeah, that. that was funny. They, they did yeah. that well, yeah. and he's just going, oh, right. Uh, maybe I didn't like maybe. think this through yeah. all the way or something like right. that, and that was really cool. And then they're coming, and then the barrels hit the water, and it's just like, oh my god! If this is like the you know run pee moment or something, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> unless yeah. unless you just really want to see the action or whatever, right. but you could go and you come back and you'll still get plenty of it. Oh yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, you're not gonna miss any of it. As soon as the barrels hit the water, but there but there are plenty of other times too. You know, the spiders go on too long. Yeah. The that there's ah oh, all of it. Might have to rate it less all of a sudden all now that on. I talk about it. In a week, I may have a different yeah, rating. Yeah, we this. may revisit. Anyway, but you were seven, I was five and a half, and that's pretty close to where we were with the first one. I was four. Right, years we six. both went up. We're a little, uh, bit a little. More, but we're still about two notches between each other. And right, at this point, nine will be for you. For the last one, you'll be close to ten. And that's I'll right. I'll, I'll be I'll be all set on the yeah. first right. one. Wow. It, yeah, it's so it's so funny actually. And and we're gonna go. And thanks so much for listening and right. everything. But you know, it's so funny uh, the difference in these movies and the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that it's just really painful. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah, it's just so sad because uh, you know even the even the <laughs> first Lord of the Rings movie. Uh, yeah, I mean they people think they get better and you know whatever who knows but when the fir- when i went to the first one so i was fellowship. like yeah. i was like wow yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. it was it was so good it was it was just like you know star wars and then yeah. you, and then you go see the new star wars movies and you go what the hell just yeah, happened to me right. yeah right anyway all right we'll uh we'll, we'll let our listeners go yeah. anyway <laughs> i'm sure we could go on hopefully but. they download and they listen versus the the bait and switch we gave them, but I'm sure they'll. Yeah, we uh, got loyal groups. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> next week. So, like we said, we're gonna right. uh, through the end of the year, we're gonna probably have to try and run through a lot of movies each yeah. each week, and then who knows what will happen when we get really 
close to Christmas, like where we'll right. go right. with and all those movies come out on right. Christmas. Um, but we're, we're going to have uh, Walter Mitty coming up, Inside Lewin Davis coming up, Saving Mr. Banks is, I think, on Christmas. Yeah. And uh, Her comes out next week, I think. But that's one, too, where it's got like a right. very limited. limited release, and then yeah. it doesn't really come out till January, but we'll probably do it in the next few weeks. Wolf maybe, of Wall Street will be out on Christmas. Right. Right. No, there's a whole. We'll be busy. Yeah, there's a there's a whole awesome list. Yeah. Um, so anyway, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week yeah. with some smorgasbord of yeah. movies, whatever they yeah. may be. And uh, please, please be sure to uh, subscribe, share, tell all your friends, and uh, convince them to listen to us too. And you can get us on uh, almost anything, really. Actually, iTunes, iTunes Stitcher. There's a couple of other apps yeah. that are like uh, news and or podcasting yep. apps that we are really easy to find on. <laughs> so uh, thanks a lot for listening and uh, keep tuning in. Thanks. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you.